Hi everyone and welcome to part two of our organized confusion stress the extinction agenda album review. My name is Holden Stephen Roy. I just happen to be your lady friend Bonnie. And today we are going to continue our journey through organized confusion stress the extinction agenda album on our track by track album review over here on the classic quest podcast. We do this the show where we break down hip-hop albums of the classic variety the alleged classic variety we know this is a classic the alleged we cl- find out and we tell you well we, we give our grades but usually if it gets to the point that we're talking and there about honestly it hasn't been any like too many that were under four uh, well i guess at the end of the day there's very few albums we have done on this particular show on this channel where we go through classics that have truly not been classics because like it's kind of like cherry picking the greatest stuff or the under ground hidden gems or even if like it's not one of those classics where maybe the hip-hop magazines will put it in their top hundred it's usually got this seminal value or this historical context or it just like peels back a layer of the great onion that it yeah i was thinking about shrek the great onion <laughs> that is hip-hop and i i think it's great like organized confusion tripped me out like they're and like they tell their gonna, story and it's we're fantastic. gonna talk about eminem later on a little bit how Eminem may have jacked Mr. Farrell Munch's melody on one of these tracks mm. a little bit later on. Because, like, that's how interesting it is. Like, I never would have caught that. I would have continued to listen to this Eminem track. I really wouldn't. It's not one of my favorites. But I would have known that this track existed without the knowledge. And, I mean, I know that Eminem likes Farrell Munch because that's been discussed in part one of probably the self-titled album review because this is our fourth video on organized confusion mm-hmm. we did all of the self-titled and now we are on to this so go check part one for the intro but like it's just that historical value is what to me makes the show dope my understanding your understanding i yep. assume too like yep. we have gone from some noobs to some heads in training i don't want to go out there and call myself a scholar quite yet in training is where we at you know we still have hundreds of albums to listen to over yep. the next i don't know decade forever it'll never stop our timeline isn't usually our fans timeline um, yeah sometimes we're a little bit slow i mean life happens it's been over three years uh <laughs> but no i'm not even saying that with badness i'm saying for like three years and eight months as for the most part on average at least one album a week in sometimes crazy numbers it's just been this absorption of of culture i would say and on this show we happen to cherry pick the best stuff so it's usually the most interesting conversations and then we just talk about whatever the albums and the songs make us talk about through the lyrics because if you want a beat breakdown there's lots of dudes that do the digging into crate sample stuff. I'm a lyrics dude because I spits the rhymes. And if you want to hear me spits the rhymes, you can check in the description for all the links or check on this channel. And you can check out the You The Man Cuz music video. But mm-hmm. what's crazy is we are recording this over here on the 13th. And on the 15th, that is this upcoming Wednesday, I'm dropping another tune. So you can check that out. I'll put out some really bad video just mostly an audio (laughs) video because we don't have a real video for this one you can check it out let me know what you think follow me on spotify if you like what we do here support us on patreon links in description on that note uh we did the whole part one of this already so i guess bring it on yeah okay
I talk a lot, I know Bonnie will get her turn, but this one had a couple of things that really popped out at me. One part one, I talked about a song where he abuses the stutter in the best possible way, and Mr. Farrell Munch does that really great with this. This is selecting a new style. So good. And I'm just like, you know what? There's a lot of things I can emulate, like spot on, give me the speeds, give me the trickies, give me a lot of, I can't really do the stutter very well, especially on soft syllables, like an F, like, like it's it's simpler with a hard syllable. So to see that he does it with an S and an F, which are both soft syllables, and no, 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 like, okay, new is pretty easy, I'll be honest. New is a really fucking easy <laughs> one to do it on. But I'm just saying, especially the It the just F sounds one. so good. But like, just as an MC, I see, the level of difficulty because you know he can just do that yeah because he did it a few parts all over the album and that's just part of his skill set and repertoire and i'm really impressed because not many people in my opinion can coolly stutter like will smith does it in like boom 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 shake the road whatever that one he does a cool one like a few of them do it um also what do y'all like, think will, about the like jada and will situation can we just ask life? What do y'all feel about the Jada and Will thing? Are y'all, are y'all interested in that? Is that a good distraction for your lives? Like, I just think it's the weird. Did you guys see the red table thing? Like, would you have that red table thing is, I guess, my bigger question. I know it's not that related to this I don't review. know what you're talking about. So I'm going to have to go, go well, look Jada at Well, Jada definitely slept leave like with a... the August guy. Who, and then Will was sad. And then they had an open conversation on camera and like 15 minutes on Facebook telling everyone how they felt. And I'm like, this is a weird thing to do in front of everyone. I don't know why they did that. Back to the review. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to point out the stutter thing. The other thing is the chorus convention. The bring it on, motherfucker, so bring good. it on. Mm-hmm. And I realized that shit's just like a trope, but like a best possible trope. And I realized that because I have a chorus, that I'm, a song that I have like in the middle of recording right now. And one of the lines is lose weight, motherfucker, lose weight. And it's like in the same vein of that rhythm. And it's not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I'd never heard this song when I wrote it. I also am pretty sure I jacked it from 3-6 Mafia. Uh, but like that whole like style there, to me, that is one of the most badass fucking things ever. I don't know what it is about that. Bring it on, motherfucker, bring it on. It makes me feel like I can fight. I can't. But it makes me feel like I can. Yeah. And I love that energy and shit. Just that cadence, like that da-da-da, motherfucker, da-da-da. It, it definitely brings energy. And it doesn't matter what you say before it, as long as you throw that motherfucker in. And so I threw that motherfucker in to like pretty much the whole thing. You can ask her, it's a real thing. I actually did yeah. do this. It'll come out September, I think, is the tentative date for that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm promoing a bit. But still, I was really like, because I was listening to it, and I'm like, kind of sounds like what I did. And it's really just interesting to be able to trace this history of shit that ended up impacting me in 2020. With like, I didn't even know that they did this, <laughs> and I'm certain other people have done this. But you know what I'm saying? Like to me, that was a mind fuck. Well, it's a good chant. But it's just such a mind fuck to me in the best possible way. It's just why to me it's so important to like do this kind of studious enterprise. Anyway, what do you think of this song? No, no, finish up. I'm going to talk for a while. What do you think of this song? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think the chant at the beginning is really great. I think it's fun. Um, I mean, Feral Munch, I mean, his ass, I mean, sorry, his verse kicks ass. <laughs> I'm sure also okay. his ass, but okay. uh, Freudian slip right here. there. Mm. Um, so anyways, it's just she, so, so good. She does like the ones with the tricky word plays. Mm, it's true. It's true. Um, and just basically about just how great, like, an MC he is. And, like, definitely, 
like I'll I'll just read like I don't know some of his like lyrics here. Um, I don't know. Give me the P H. Give me the A R. Give me the O A. Give me the H E. Pharaoh, crazy poison tips are hitting you from all directions. You cannot dodge arrows. or. There's poison tip arrows. Oh, sorry, sorry. Because that arrow runs the pharaoh. True, true, true. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> are hitting you from all directions. You cannot dodge or manage to dislodge them from any point at which they are connecting. I'm still, still, still selecting and and then then any new style style like I can't do it, but like it just sounds really really cool. Like just what he's saying, and he really is impressive, and like he's showing you that he is impressive. Um, and then fair uh, and then print. Uh, What's his Prince name? Po. <laughs> yeah, Prince Poe. Uh, on the second verse, um, another really great flow, great rhymes. It's just, they're just both like super hype rappers, and it definitely shows on this song, and that's what it's meant to do. Um, and I really like the beat. I, I like the use of like the horn that they use. It sounds like you're at like, a, it reminds me of like being at like a hockey game or like a baseball game or something like that where they use like a horn. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I just realized on Genius that this track is on the soundtrack for The Substitute. And then I remembered The Substitute was a movie. And then, anyway. So it's just, in, it's just it was on a soundtrack. I have to think if I know it's a horror movie, and I kind of remember there were, it was in the era of vapid hot people doing things, but mm-hmm. like it also came out when we were too young to care. Mm, I don't think I knew it. Um, anyways, but yeah, so... It, it has like an old school like like an, like an old old school like uh you know type of vibe um while still having like a, a you know a modern style like and modern for like 1994 right so but it's still it's still a great song and it still like works today and it's totally fine and it's just like very impressive like spitting it's fantastic um i love these guys uh they both kick ass it's great i give it a 4.5 on 5. fair enough um it's not often I think the people on Genius are super succinct and like with their <laughs> descriptions because you can just write bullshit and it gives you IQ. So a lot of people do. Um, but this people said this song is about Prince Poetry and Monch delivering two battle verses and asking you to try to fight back or just bring it on. Yeah. I'm like that. That is basically what this track really, really is. And then it's just done like next level and. To be fair, literally, I believe Farah Mancha is starting his verse off trying to imply he's next level. Mancha, I even be getting more graphic than a Neo Geo 32-bit computer chip. Let's let's all just sit here and take a good chuckle at the fact that he's hyping himself up on a 32-bit computer chip. Like, that's a gangster because that's some next level shit in 94, right? You might have no context there. Yeah, that is fine. Uh, <laughs> but anybody out there that knows anything about a computer, just even yourself, like we're in the megabytes and gigabytes and terabytes. Mm, okay. And he's saying 32-bit computer. Not to be fair, 32-bit's fine. 32-bit is a fast computer. I realized that I changed their mind. 64-bit is what we're all operating on now. We're all okay. on Windows 10, 64-bit, that it is. Some people are still on 32-bits. I know a bunch. I got confused for a second. I recognized he was talking about the more processing side of shit rather than the actual literal memories and whatnot. That's fine. Shit's way faster now. So it's kind of funny to see him hype up old tech like it's new and fun. I enjoyed that. That's okay. I ramble. If you don't like rambling, I suppose you're not going to like this video. 
But then he goes, be slipped between my lips. I'm like, what? I don't really get that. That was one of those weird lines where I'm like, what is slipped between his lips? Is it um, his graphical computer chip shit that is about to spit out the bars? Is that what's going on here? Or Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, but he spit it out, spit it out, spit it out. Go ahead, spit it out. The itty bitty style you upchuck. Better believe I butt fuck MCs from the rare. And I'm like, is he talking about dicks? Because, I mean, it could be like a cock in his mouth. And then, like, he spits it out because it's disgusting. And then he reverses the situation. And, well, as he says, he, I better believe it, right? So, why would I doubt him? Yep. He sticks his dick in the anuses of other men from behind. Is the metaphor he chose? I mean, look, y'all can say what you want. I remember if I brought up this speech in the last okay, like you did. Man, some of this shit (laughs) is just like it's just so not it's just so what it is, okay? Like, I don't know how to justify this in 2020. Y'all can't tell me maybe he is, maybe he's gay, maybe he's bisexual, maybe he just enjoys. uh, And look, I totally get it, but I never understood the insult convention of I will insert my penis that needs to be erect to pull this off right you're not putting no flaccid shit anywhere okay we all know what happens when it's not working right because of whatever and you can't get it in because it's foldy that shit ain't happening so you got to get your shit up to butt fuck a dude in the back right that means you're into it point final okay point fucking final all right i did it the last i can't help it i guess that's why guys in jail use a broomstick sure it's still they can't get it up for it. I still think it's terribly not straight of you to do that. Um, and I am totally fine with this shit. I you want you like the dick? Go for it. That's why I'm so comfortable talking about it because I don't give a shit. It's not my business. I think life is life. I think it's funny that so much it is rap comes off like this from these super hard guys trying to be like hyper masculine. Like I'm so hard, I'll do some gay shit. Like all right, bro. Anyway. <laughs> It appears you're stuck up. It's my terminology. Yeah, I am kind of stuck up on your terminology. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is literally what yep. just happened here. I'm not even going to lie. He called me on it in the <laughs> next line. There you that go. That strikes the mind. It did strike my mind really fucking hard and rips this beat apart. You did do that. You both hit my mind hard, not in the way I wanted. And <laughs> then you ripped the beat apart. Stylistically, I love this shit. I'm just having a little goof on this because it's fucking hilarious to me how it is what it is but at the same time i love what he's doing here and then is the way he uses his voice i was listening to it so without saying something i got asked to be on this track and i was listening to the dude criticizing people who sing and i understand the hatred of auto-tune and fake singing all right so if you can't sing and you're just doing the auto-tune thing and a lot of that does dominate the hip-hop shit but if you go ahead and learn to fucking sing which I've been working on for fucking years, and you do some melody that you can deliver in a live environment, like Farrell Monch and Prince Poe can do, that's top tier. That's not fucking whack. Like, what's Bone Thugs and Harmony never sang? Like, I don't understand that hatred of singing. You want to hate autotune? Fine. I still think that's ignorant because autotune's fucking fun. But I get the point that when people use autotune... But, like, what if you're just naturally born with a beautiful singing voice and you want to share it with the world? And you're a rapper. That would be wishbone. (laughs) Anyway, uh, not the dog. The Bone Thugs and Harmony member. Oh, oh, sorry. I was very confused for a moment there. I definitely thought it was the dog. (laughs) 
Anyway. Um, he has all the styles to choose from. And here's the thing. A lot of rappers talk about having a lot of styles to choose from. Here's an example, Tech 9 But Tech 9 doesn't have a lot of styles to choose from. Tech 9 has like one style that he can flip up into a lot of like things, but his voice rarely changes. It's always that fast shit, even when he's going slow and he uses auto tune and shit when he wants to go fuck shit up with pitch correctors and stuff, right? Whereas Farrell Monch just has range. That guy's got like that theatrical shit. So good. It's fucking good. I great. think that's what makes him so good is that he can do like, and he, you hear it in his voice that he enjoys being the goof, like, you know, kind of like talking like that and just it's almost having like fun. He enjoys flowing awkwardly. Mm-hmm. That's awkwardly our flow. That's to the rhythm. Incisions are made into the brain. And then I begin to give him a lobotomy. Follow me. I'm shaping your brain like pottery all over the track. And that's just well written. You know, he's doing his fucked up shit, which kind of glues you to the track. And I guess. And in, and in that, like, I just see, like, you know, like someone's brain being like, you know, when, like, you try to do pottery and it just, like, like goes to mush. And the fact that he simultaneously is giving you a lobotomy, but also building you up and shaping you, is basically he's got, like, control and shit. And he just flows out like that. Then you got the whole arrow thing, which is cool. He keeps that rhyme going through. And I like how he goes. The MCs, you try to get Buck Buck Wild. And I think that's cool because I know Buck Wild worked on his project. So I wasn't sure if it was a shout out or not, but still, it's pretty dope. But so in that line alone, you know, all these people are trying to get to work with Buck Wild, but it don't work out. But all these also MCs getting fucked up because they're trying to come at him and he's murking them. But here's the thing Farrell Monch has just got this, like, I don't. A lot of battle rappers and all that shit is very interesting. But, like, Farrell Monch could out-art project you. And that's pretty interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, Farrell could take out, like, a Kendrick in terms of that concept level shit, I wow. think. Like, that's in that lane. That'd be lane. cool to see, though. But that's in, like, that lane I'm picturing this. Because, anyway. How but, do we set that up? How do we make that happen? Kendrick versus Farrell I think Monch. Kendrick would lose. Kendrick hasn't done <laughs> shit in years. Ooh. I mean, no, really. Uh, ever since the Black Panther, all these crappy features, these lame-ass verses, he's not trying. He got his money. He happy now. No Ooh. disrespect. He wrote some very great albums. I don't think Dam is as great as everyone else thinks it is. I never listen to the stuff. I think Good Kid, Mad City, and A Pimple Butterfly are like masterpieces in and of themselves. And uh, Section 80. It's a great album. But then we go past that and he brought future on the shiki shiki bang like there's some bad shit that he's done in like the last couple of years whereas pharaoh monch is is dope i don't know maybe he's done bad shit i can't tell you i haven't heard anything new from him (laughs) but i'm I'm willing to say it's not dope out of just faith in how good this shit is um plus when he said girls rub on your titties it was wonderful anyway how could i resist there is no equivalent one consider me the epitome of rhymes rhythm no text execution is piled out of them with the exception of the organisms my telepathy cannot be dismantled so stop sweating me gosh i like this so much meaning i know that the average person is gonna go like this is a little grandiose because it is i mean organisms and exceptions like it's just so like dropping these multi-syllabic science bars to come through with the, the telepathic ability like i'm smarter than you is what he's saying with this shit. Okay. Stop sweating me. Advanced data. Oh, I love it. Get that Google Analytics shit open here. Let's get that Power BI API connection bridge. I'm kind of alluding to stuff I'm doing at work and words is popping into my head. Because we you know we're trying to connect the Facebook APIs to our Power BI via a connector so that we can parse the data and I can get more accurate shit. Anyway, uh, 
Now watch your greater. See the way I talk. That's how this verse is coming off. I think a little bit. He's delivering it wonderfully, but at a lyrical level, it sounds like how I talk sometimes. So hmm. I love it. This is me loving it. I can also see why they were destined to be underground legends, because this is way too talented and smart. Like it's really smart. Um, P five four steps up elevation show. That's even cool. Steps up elevations. Mm -hmm. It's just dope because stepping up like elevations. Get it? Anyway, uh, if you don't get it, I guess that's a shitty explanation. My assumption is everyone gets it. <laughs> that I'm ahead of your time, specifically right behind a dope rhyme, ripping shit up at prime time. I'm Optimus Prime. I feel like that bar. gets used like a few times just Transformers because it rhymes. Bar. Robots in disguise, but you know it's pretty dope because he's coming through great. He's like the leader of the Autobots, and futuristic, really smart. They're ahead of their time, and they're fucking great, and they're gonna take you out. Milky skills like Mr. Miyagi. He's fucking fresh. He got the game. Karate Kid. It's all the things that were hot in '94. Uh, and <laughs> when it's foggy, <laughs> I release globby spits. Uh, that's funny. Uh, it's just, it's sorry. It's just, I pictured Bonnie when I globby spits, and that sounds like the kind of shit that would make her throw up if I threw globby spits at her. <laughs> of remains of rappers in a lobby is a hobby. And here's the thing who the fuck uses that rhyme scheme? Like, that's like nobody. I, that's why it pops out of me, globby, lobby, hobby. And there's not a lot of other words here. I'm sure there are. Let me know in the comments what words you think rhyme with soggy, foggy, globby, lobby, and hobby. I don't know. Give well, me... There's groggy. No, what was the first one? Groggy would groggy, be another word. No, groggy's then... not in there. We're adding groggy. It's globby. Are they all B? No, it could be foggy or soggy. So it's okay. G's I guess or B's. I would argue Rodney works if you say it right. Anyway, I'll rip your knit shit, get stick quick, get your crew before I do, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the rest of the verse is dope. I'm just, just, it's taking time and stuff. You get the point. It's fucking fire. It's just the delivery is great. They bounce off each other proper. The beat has this gritty, uh, underground fucking and almost like i, I want to say industrialized i want to fucking fight shit feel to it yeah. but it slowed the fuck down like it's got this pulsing like almost like the bpm is not that fun i want to shake my booty shit it's not it's that's like i don't dance motherfuckers listen to this <laughs> type of shit it's for the guys who never dance you know and i respect that shit because only recently do i want to dance after like getting more active and shit dancing is hard so uh i like this track a fucking lot i think it's great to listen to it's a 4.5 on 5. yeah well next is why why is this outro so bloody long on this song um i just wanted to throw it out there how do you feel about it um it's basically that saying that they will not be played um uh or you know like a sucker oh no that's not the one with the long outro my bad yeah they will not be played like a sucker um by any lady they're just saying that um and then they give examples of when they were played like suckers <laughs> and that's pretty much it so uh you know pheromont is with this chick and um uh, but you know He's like, don't fool around on me. Don't do it. And then he, you know, she goes and fools around with other guys. And um, Prince Poe is dealing with like this like fake ass lady. She's just like, I think, not being honest with him and stuff like that. I'm saying she a gold digger. And yeah, she's, uh, you know, her intentions aren't 
so good. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of what it is. It's just girl troubles. And it's just them kind of just telling an example of that happened in their lives. And I really like the jazziness to this one. Um, it's really nice. I like that they kind of, they often kind of throw this, throw like jazz in like so like heavily. Um, and yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's a common, you know, topic, people and relationships and you know, the shit that they have to deal with. So I give it a 4.35 on five. I um, definitely felt that my enjoyment level dipped a little bit and I had to tap into my objectivity. The beat's kind of more on that jazzier land of it. And I don't know, even from the beginning. So why you try to play me though, out like a soccer? I guess it's just- They are just sensitive boys in the end. So maybe it's just my interest, but I have a lot of trouble with guys who got played by girl songs. I find they're just, Look, well, how, just, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna look up how old they were when this song, when this album came. I out. don't care how old you were. These songs just. I mean, I don't know what the goal of this shit is. All right. So he looks at her and he's like, "You're sneaking around like a sneaker, baby. What's the beeper for?" He was like 21, 22 years old. So here's the thing: old. the way he delivers that line. Oh my, you're sneaking around like a sneaker, baby. What's the beeper for? I used to do my chores. Now you're acting like a whore. That yeah, that was a little straight to the point. And it's a little bit like. Well, maybe she's acting like a whore because you made her do your chores and you didn't appreciate her. Come on. We all know how bad dudes were with chicks back then. It's so fucking obvious. And he was young, you know. Obvious why she fucking didn't. You didn't treat her right. That's 90%. Anyway, for those of you out there that think I'm fucking wrong and want to come at me, that's totally fine. (laughs) But listen, ain't a time in my life happened where people did me wrong, where I ain't do some shit to make them feel like they gotta do me some wrong. And any time in my life where I offer respect to the people in my life, even when shit went wrong, we were all cool with it because there was respect in that point. So all I'm saying is, you know how I know he didn't respect this chick? Because used to do my chores is like the first fucking selling point. Like, you did shit for me. Yeah. Not like we used to hold, that just talks about the psychological intentions of shit, right? So it off put me at the beginning. Already I knew, hmm. Mr. Munch, your perceptions of women as a really young man, which well, makes the whole playing futile. It's like, I know he doesn't think like this now. I know nobody, well, some people well, might believe this shit's real. Well, he still wants ladies to rub on their titties for him. Which is wonderful. But that's not <laughs> the same thing as this shit. This is like, I don't get why you cheated on me. Right. Why? Basically, I picked the wrong one. That's what happened, son. Uh, but now he knows better because the girls are rubbing on their titties a few years later on as he's killing it and shit. And yeah. now I'm certain he's got like a marriage or whatever. I didn't Google that. I don't really care. I just don't <laughs> care. Um, but end of the day, the point is, phone's at my crib. You're off to the store for now. You don't love me no more. Hey, by the way, who's Kirk? Left a message on my machine and said he didn't come to work. You're AWOL from the job plus who's Rob? Who are you fucking that's getting caught that easy? Like, you are picking Maybe a dumb she's do- yeah. chick. She's I- dumb or she's, you know, she just doesn't give a fuck. But you chose this person. Everyone acts like whatever, whatever. In my opinion, you, the person who engages in the relationship with the other person that ends up hurting you proper, missed the signs. That is not necessarily on the other person. There's a lot more on you. And you got played, you get played. That's fair. That sucks. That's what it is. It's not her fault that she successfully played you. In my opinion, that's called pimping. So basically, it sounds like this chick pimped Farrah Munch for love and affection and did what the fuck she wanted. That's my problem with these tracks. I can't empathize with dude. Um, 
Anyway, sometimes I swear I feel like robbing him. Or, okay, can we be honest the way you act like I think you've been slobbing on him and then you just hear knobs. You don't, you don't, it doesn't get said, but you hear it, but yeah. he doesn't say it. So, I mean, maybe it's slob on my knob. I mean, that shit's, I mean, come on, who doesn't like that track? Uh, but then it's that uh, popped into my head. I thought that was cool. Um, but I like the classiness of ending it. But then he's like, I want to just rob him. Okay, fine, you're young. I did. I had very bad attitudes toward women when I was young and mad too. But my papa told me never to snuff no girls. You give him diamonds, jewels, furs, pearls, rings, shoes, cars, and things. Oh, so yeah, fucking give him shit. You find the materialistic horse. That's what you, you don't see the problem here. You go after the girl that's looking for the financial transaction to spend time with you. And your dad taught you this. Respect. You didn't know better. And ultimately, you lack the game, son. That's what happened. Because, allow me to quote the great Curtis Jackson here. I don't know what you heard about me, but a bitch <laughs> can't get a dollar out of me. That's important. Yep. This and is the true. opposite. This is basically like I went to the strip club and threw racks at them. That's what dad's teaching me. And y'all can act like it's not. I give time, effort, and love. I'm not the most giving money gifts type of person why because those relationships end up like that there are totally what i mean yes you give gifts i buy a fucking tv and shit christmas birthdays there's times but like not the randomness not the whatever that's called bribing that shit partnership is the way to creation of great love and long-term relationships from time to time i want to diss her <laughs> who the fuck doesn't <laughs> who the fuck doesn't want to diss her <laughs> she says mean things to me when you don't see it sometimes especially when i'm a stupid boy or whatever else fair enough i'm a stupid boy look what i just said on camera in front of everybody <laughs> uh, anyway the rest of us is fine but uh i don't know i just it's just disappointing it makes me glad I don't have fuck all that I wrote from back then that I ever got published. Because that would be embarrassing today. Um, and then at least Prince Poe's verse does not feel like that. His verse is... Ah, yes. That girl, that Pharaoh Monch... And maybe that's the point. Maybe the whole point of his track is this evolution of guy to guy. I don't think that's the case. They could be. I kind of felt to me like they were just trading stories. Yeah. Maybe just for the sake of credit, it was deliberate to have Pharaoh Monch come off like a weak ass and Prince Poe come in like a boss. But I also know that Prince Poe, one of the reasons they disbanded is he did all the business business so Pharaoh Monch could be the artist artist. So just within the mentality and freedom, you have the sensitive sensitive and then you got Mac Daddy Prince Poe, you know? Yep. She got to kick up my Jeep in the meals of Burger Kings. I shot her ego down with my maturity. That's fucking off to that shit. That's gangster right there to me. That's how you do it. Getting papers from Port Authority, doing security, whatever, whatever. Basically, end of the day, he rhymes it all proper. Uh, whip ping, haha, <laughs> I had to stop the pigeon. Step find a devil who comprehends exactly how I'm living. So I met a girl around the way from Uptown set. We used to drown in sweat. Uh, I'm like, yeah. She doesn't believe that people want to drown in sweat. Like, that's hot, but right there in the fucking rap song again stupid boy moment for me i'm okay i'm rolling with it uh she tried to crush my pride so cut off to the next 
or sorry, she started dissing, listening, pretending and shitting on my pride. She tried to crush my pride, so cut off to the next. Uh, not for the sex. The one who used to run through the projects, gossiping with the next about the next. Anyway, push gun to shove. This man is not getting played by the way that uh, Faramanch is getting played. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with this. And he questions everything, but at the end of the day, he's just trying to avoid the fakes and keep his mental stakes, no matter what it takes. And I really loved what prince poe did with the verse for everything that lyrically faramanch bothered me with anyway that was this track i like the beat it's not my favorite because it's a little bit out of my like preference zones of listening but it's still enjoyable like if this comes on i'm gonna flow to it there's a zero chance of skipping it's just beautiful so 4.35 on five anyway next one has the long outro that i was trying to th- i thought this one had let's organize all right I fucking love the ad-libs on this track. The, like, oohs and shit like that that's just, like, laced into the back. The oohs. Like, just the vibe that this track comes off on is pretty dope. Plus, it features Q-Tip. He does the hook and the ridiculously, ridiculously long outro shouting out every borough in in New York. Now, here's the thing. If you up in New York, I'll bet it's lovely to go through that list. If you up in Montreal, you're like, okay, another place in hip-hop from New York. Another place in hip-hop from New York. I mean, I don't like the outro. It took away points from an otherwise pretty fucking excellent composition of music, in my little opinion. I mean, it's hard to hear the Q-tip sound, and you just feel it in the beat, and it just flows and creates that kind of groove. It just is intoxicating and whatnot. I just I just like the way that this is mostly like a Prince Poe song mm-hmm. with all the friends jumping on. And when I say all the friends, I mean they got OC to come on through. Yep. And I thought that was pretty cool also. What do you think about this song? Um, yeah, I mean it's really it has like a really fantastic like beat and like a flow to it. Like just it's so great. Um, they basically need to organize and, you know, get together so that they can make the music that makes people bounce and move and, you know, gets that, like, energy and makes people feel good because, you know, they do also talk about, you know, all of, like, the stresses and all of, like, the bad things, um that they feel and you know that they have to go through and so it's nice to have just something easy just to like you know bounce to and i think that that's kind of what it is um they have really great rhymes on this one i know you'll go through it um they're just both like they're just both really really great uh well i mean everyone is so it was like oc and q-tip but i mean you know also the, every, everyone's great um and it just feels Do you think the outro is great it's fine um, I didn't have like anything terrible to say about it. Um, it just feels like I, I like it too because, you know, typical me, um, it does feel like they're having like fun working together. And like whether or not they were all in like the studio together or whatever, it sounds like they're, they enjoy each other's company and, um, that it's fun and like they, they also you know they shout out all of like the local um boroughs of new york where like they're all from or like where their friends are from or whatever and um i don't know i like this one um 
And apparently this was a start of a long, beautiful friendship with uh, Feral Monch and Q-Tip. So little fun fact there, I guess. Um, so 4.5 on 5 from me. It's pretty great. I definitely enjoyed like the overall vibe of it. This is one of those ones where I didn't necessarily go in as deep in the lyrics. It was just the flow of it, the way they listen to it, the ad-libs, the energy. But the stuff pops out like, do you want to hear the boogie bear? And I'm like, kind of. Who the fuck says that? That's interesting. Jump up and do the freak funk. Throw your hands in the air. And you know what? I kind of feel like this is a throwback tune. Yeah. So like the more party fun era of it, which is kind of cool to see them paying love to their influences and shit. Anyway, compare me with none, the son, the other king, triple crown, just to get the job done. I feel like given all the roles he plays in the group, it's pretty impressive. Anyway, um, I don't know if there's a lot there, you know, black with no sugar straight. You stalk me because your girl want to hawk me, jock me and clock me. And I'm like, okay standard watch me mutilate the mic but the delivery is really where it's at i can't give you the justice of it because like i mean i barely know this the song but it flows it with such an energy over this beat and it honestly feels like you know like the old like dude singing everybody around him and just chiming in and snapping and crap all that stuff like feels like it has that vibe and i love it and then all of a sudden he's like pharaoh mon just got skills for the wise he's like oh huh shit like uh oh yeah i got a rap and i just like it. it just felt really fun to me yeah look who walked in the door ryu kick and i'm like did he really tiger tiger uppercut and you're like i don't know what the fuck that is and i'm like street fighter i know what that is and that's really cool i hope it's street fighter anyway <laughs> it's one of them and i was real fun and then again i thought about it not that many people ever reference the video games so that's fun uh, directly to the gut when I because str- that makes sense because he's talking about the fighting games okay uh, when I strut on mics makes my windpipe erupt better back off I jack off of whack MCs I'm not doing it but everything I said the last time mm-hmm. um Anyway, in the vicinity, please, I'll make them bounce. Hold on. I also just wanted to say um, I couldn't find anything about um, anybody having any records of whether or not Fairmont has uh, a lady friend or a wife or anything. Does and he have a male friend? Could be. I don't know. Maybe he's just single. Maybe he's just like a bachelor for life. Listen, I don't, I don't know. Y'all might find these comments disrespectful. I find these lyrics were on the page and I'm forced to discuss them. Um, <laughs> anyway chorus is dope let's organize come on we gotta bounce and then i I just kept hearing smooth like butter i don't know why but every time i hear q-tip's voice i hear the butter chorus playing in my head now all right um anyway he comes back on through and i thought it was fun because he threw in that red man line like in the summer a red man ready to rock that was real cool because red man's dope spanning my cleverness on wax to japan and back ass for prince hunt and i hope i got you just five seconds for black prince to flex it's not all about sex it's a little bit about sex i like ears smooth skin sensitive necks and i'm like interesting see that tells me he really is a boss man because the neck is a powerful thing you never really hear rappers talk about utilizing the sensitive neck as a tool of seduction to get a lady a little bit more moist on your behalf you hear all sorts of shit like i'll throw money at you but really i'll kiss your neckline and slowly tenderly get you aroused in a gradual place where i come and wreck your pussy like that's the natural tendency of a lot of things i guess that escalation happens because you got to flip it up and get hard at some point (laughs) in most cases but usually like 
when you're at zero, the neck, the sensitive neck. It's such a, a real man move. Like I hear that and I'm going, he actually gets delayed. It's not just he gets delayed. Like, and he got laid before the fame. Like okay. he had game yeah, yeah, yeah. prior to it. He's got, he's got dude in suit sadomasochism game. That's what I'm hearing here. Anyway, Victoria's Secret couldn't keep you from Prince Poe. Clever line, because he probably wants her to wear some while she's coming at it. Victoria's Secret was designed for his viewing pleasure, not her comfort. Um, it's facts. Until about 2002 and some chick bought the company or whatever, and then they flipped up their marketing and became more lady-centric and started making like the new bras. They basically bought La Senza to get their bra technology. Mm. I worked there for a bit in the distribution center, but my cousin worked for like 10 years at lessons. It was nuts. She can tell you all the stories. Anyway, uh, OC comes through. He is fine. I don't have a lot to comment on his verse. It just, it just fits. I like ba banging bodies up in a tree like a pinata. It's pretty hard. Yep. Um, many claim masculine, but sports garters. Who's the artist? Not anyway. It's fine. It just seems kind of standard. And Principal is back again, and it's just fine like i don't have more to comment on it uh i do like when he goes i'm sorry i do have more to comment that elevates you like steps he said that before AR and our reps take steps bounce your ass through the hoods here's the goods ounce enough for you to bounce fair enough man he's got the grid dank but also the powerful tunes and gets the ar and our reps in the environment you know trying to push their shit overall i like the song um but i, I want to give it a better mark but then there's like a minute of Q-tip shouting out Burroughs, which I don't like. So 4.35 on 5. All right. Anyway, next one's called 321. Three strikes and you're out. Or maybe a three-strike penalty system, which creates a life of stress and undue bullshit. Yep. Leading you to go to two tokes. Because, you know. But, you need uh, more than one. Helps with the, you know, the stress of life. And then one time for your mind, because... You need to, like, meditate and have some no. time for yourself. And the Buddha helps. Uh, what do you think of this tune? Um, I don't really have too much to say about it, but um, I like the beat. Um, I thought uh, Farrell Mach's voice work was great on this one, as per usual. Um, they're, they're organized, and they're making some sick music, kind of like the same... Uh, message that we've already heard um, and they are here to share it with you um, it's what they do and exactly like what you uh, mentioned about the three strikes two tokes one time for the mind just you know that uh, and they repeat that over and over again and it's just sort of like what they I don't know something that is important to them I guess uh, and how they deal with it um, and just kind of clap along uh, to it it's just kind of like that beat um, so it's like a not so like happy topic but like it's it's made to sound kind of like a little bit more joyful so um it's it's good uh, it, i mean it's still well done so i gave it a 4.25 on five i think the first thing that stands out to me in this song is actually the beat again and uh as much as i don't describe them a lot they're extremely versatile and this really interesting hybrid of gritty dark shit like distress which is like the stressful side of this album. But then the Extinction Agenda is their like takeover, right? And I feel like, I don't know, the other half of it, it's like almost more with this sense of jubilee, like we fucking grinding, but we're going to win. Yeah. And it's like, 
in real life when you're in that moment you'll watch all the, the tycoon dudes on youtube and they're all gonna say the same thing some days you just feel like shit some days you feel like a million bucks and it's true yeah that's the same for anybody and i feel like as you go through this project you get that really big swing of hard songs to like as in heavy stressful shit to like more yo we gonna make it through it kind of vibes and i feel like this one is more of a let your hair down chill out and right away you feel like relaxed almost in a sense listening to this song compared to some of the other ones and it's just easy he flows in prince poetry hypes him up it's gonna be all right like you know what time it is we're gonna do it like this check it out and just like the whole intro creates this almost vibe of being at like a house party and everyone's just chilling and everyone's vibing and then you know fire Monch comes out and then shouts out queens brooklyn Bronx. y'all heard what i felt about the bros it's fine i don't live there i'm jealous guess what the geography lottery is not in favor of montreal and hip-hop we are real good for metal though if you're in a metal band come to montreal we are the montreal version of hip-hop's new york in some ways <laughs> it's fuck not all of it but like we're up there we have people apparently at least our people. indie scene is thriving is what i hear yeah anyway uh to my peeps uptown clap your hands it's three strikes two talks one time for you my anyways though i think a surprise you're like like nobody can do this but farrell munch <laughs> can do this huh open up your eyes when i rise huh farrell munch i got skills for the wise dumb deaf blind and i'm like oh this is good uh blind because you know you're at hunt and he has dumb coming through doing those punch creating the sense of closure for the bars oh, anyway he's got skills for the wise the, anyway i'm flipping and ripping in style for the boys who want to get wild for the young and old the golden child mm-hmm. i'll be the man with the get to the gab and i'm like just the way he says that line like it's like wow he really does have the gift of the gap like santa i'm like wow who <laughs> the fuck <laughs> compares themselves to santa's ability to have gap? oh ho 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 okay okay I see you found munch. That one took a second. I like that line now. I hope it's not like little girls sitting on his lap. I hope that it really <laughs> is. He's getting hoes. Anyway, catching stacks of beats from here to Atlanta. Different area codes. What? What you say, little weasel? Can't block the file if the style's cock diesel. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck he's going on about and the rest of it. I just like how he says it. Message to the critic. Get it when you rewind. Not always. I rewound it and then I ended up calling you gay. Uh, sorry. I guess I shouldn't keep bringing that up. But that is kind of what happened when I, because I'm a critic in the con. He he said it was to me as a message, and so I rewound it and I listened to him. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate that though because I do believe at a. It took in some cases three to four lessons for me to even start to really pay attention to the bars because there's a lot of stuff happening with the way they deliberate the excellence. So there's so many elements that you have to kind of adjust to before I believe you can really start to think about it. So it's a super fair point and then maybe if you take two tokes one time for the mind you'll feel a lot better about it um and then our uh prince poe comes through and he's he's flowing check who gets the wreck it's me prince poe all right he gets the wreck old school flow and rolling thick with the o-r-g-a-n-i-z and that's cool because the way he spells that out after saying old school flowing which is really an old school move to do that kind of call chant spelly shit that's dope man peace to the pioneers that made a way for me to mc like dog is shouting out the old timers in such a respectful way that's fresh and tear the roof off the mother brothers 
get it because you were not to really say motherfucker back then uh so back on the underground because we love you smother no i meant in the 80s you couldn't Uh, they would have they would have done something like mother brother you know instead uh, right so i like that he did that because that's like a nod to like the old days like what he's doing and whack mcs like gravy on chicken i'm like wait a second bonnie told me gravy is supposed to be on everything yeah does that mean that the whack mcs are bad as is putting gravy on chicken bad is that what this bar is trying to represent here is he taking shots at gravy because i'm team the chicken does not need the gravy if the chicken is well made yes but it could also be enhanced by a little bit of gravy. No, 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 no. Sometimes <laughs> the gravy just overshadows and masks the flavor of the chicken. It's like putting ketchup on a fucking good steak. You don't do it. You put gravy. <laughs> anyway, hope some of the homeless stay that our jams is kicking, sticking flavor in your grill piece. Anyway, it's fucking dope. It's fine. I have a lot more to say about this track except that I really enjoyed it. I feel like it stepped right back up into this fun flair of the album. It's got a real style to it, so I gave it a 4.5. But most importantly, Keep how do y'all coming. feel about like the gravy and the chicken thing? Y'all heard what we said. Where do you stand on but this? Understand that also we live in Quebec, which is like poutine capital, and so that's gravy on fries. And so like my whole life, I was just like, gravy just needs to be on everything. No, and the, I've also poutine, been and to her throw... mom's house and they're just a little strange sometimes in some regards i'm not gonna disagree <laughs> <laughs> so keep it coming all right sometimes i like to pretend that with all of the jazzy albums and sounds we've consumed that maybe i like jazz i hear shit like this and I'm like, <laughs> i respect jazz I I respect it the way people like respect like fancy wines and shit and don't necessarily like get it or, or whatever. So I could feel the jarring nature of the timing on the rhythms and how impressive it was for them to lay down their flow on these rhythms and do it so smooth and perfect and just the alive, almost live freestyle-esque nature of pretty much everything that's fucking flowing with that music. But damn, it took like five listens for me to even get past it. Like, I just kept listening and I was like, we keep it coming. We keep it coming. Spock.L. And then I was like, why yeah. is it an L? Why do they call it an L? I never thought about that before. That was more interesting. And then anyway, we keep it coming. And then other stuff's happening in the beat. I was fucking flowing and shit. I'm like, this one, if you love this music, you know, with an attitude like Miles, you know, I get it. This is for a lot of people who love that shit. And in the vein of that shit, it's actually pretty fire. But it was like a huge stretch for me to like get past my own prejudices against the core sounds of this in terms of my dislike of it. But what do you think about this song? I'm trying to find like a, an interesting, like an appropriate definition of an L. There's a lot of L's. But yeah, there's a lot. I mean, um, it's a long any paper referred to any oh. ruled marijuana receptor. I'm pretty sure it has to do with long papered ones or like blunts. Generally a blunt uh, can in a looser application, whatever the heck that means. All right, y'all can break down what an L is. Keep in mind we are in Quebec and when they talk about a fucking seven grams, they call it a set because the numero set is seven in French. And I didn't even know that that wasn't a that was only a Quebec thing I found out at a certain point. Oh, quarters and nights. And I'm like, uh, yo, a set. And I'm like, oh, 
set come en français. And I'm like, oh shit. So <laughs> you didn't like, even realize what you were saying? No, because like, you're here. We, you don't realize some of the slang doesn't exist. It's like, you don't realize sure. Americans don't put milk in bags. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so this one is very jazzy and appropriately so because they make reference to um, at the beginning and throughout um, Miles and that would be Miles Davis and um, that they you know keep it coming like his attitude and apparently there is a quote so I looked it up to see like like what is like what was his attitude like I wasn't sure also another tangent um, I went like searching for like Miles Davis uh, records um, a few years ago, I was like, oh, I really want to get, like, I don't really know much of his music. I would like to listen to, to some of his. And, um, for some reason or another, no matter what, like, Miles Davis, uh, like, records, like, you know, vinyls, um, were so expensive. They were, like, they were all so expensive. And I was like, what is going on? Like, like, and they were just crazy. So, um, I was able to find, like, a cheaper one, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like a, a best of. And so, you know, I listened to that. But, uh, yeah, for some reason... I don't know why. Miles Davis records are very expensive. Um, but anyways, so back to the, <laughs> um, what his attitude was like, Miles Davis. I feel like I'm giving you a quick little biography on him. I don't know anything about him, so not really. Um, <laughs> so his quote is, uh, anybody can play. The note is only 20%. The attitude of the motherfucker who plays it is 80%. So Miles Davis, your main man, said motherfucker, and uh, it's... It's all in the attitude, and Feral Monch uh, definitely has that attitude, and so does Prince Poe. So they definitely are there, they hit it, and whether or not they're always great, they give it to you. They give it all to you, and they they give it to you in such fun and interesting ways. And I think that that's um, really important. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's for everything, I think. Um, I would agree with everything you said. This album is a testament to that. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's really not too much else uh, that I wrote down besides that. Um, Prince Poe, you know, he smokes weed and he kind of de-stresses in that way. That's something that he mentions. Um, and, you know, like this, they, they can make um, thoughtful music. You know, they can kind of get into the zone and, you know, they use that uh, weed as sort of like a, um, an art lifting up space you know if that makes any sense um so it just makes them more creative i guess i'm saying so um it's a good one and it's definitely sort of uh, a nice little tribute to someone that uh inspires them so um 4.35 on five for me i definitely had a lot of trouble listening to the words of this because i feel like the music is extremely overwhelming on this and so it's fine um but Overall, it's alright. Uh, Prince Poe starts with, I be flipping the scripts, ripping through hoods, coming equipped, lifts up my lyrics, sipping 40s in a whip, organized rise, raise up the level, surprise. And I was like, yeah, no, this isn't going to be one of those songs that I have a whole lot to say. The bars are honestly not exceptionally like witty or clever it's back to that delivery over the beat it's so tight and i don't think it's 4-4 timing i think it's something else which makes it more impressive because most motherfuckers can only fuck with 4-4 timing meaning the standard click 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 bar click 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 bar everybody can do that but this is some weird shit like click 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 like one of those weird shits that's not standard so that takes a real like feel and i appreciate that so the way they deliver it's beautiful 
Like, I love listening to it. Couldn't care less about the the words on this one, to be honest. Especially with what the next track's about. Like, the next two tracks give you a lot to talk about. This one was just yeah. kind of a little break, you know? A little, a little, a little palate cleanser, we can call it. Yeah. Um, Brown Munch is fine. You know, stroll up the block, 4D dog, cock back in my knapsack is a oozy wop black. What's up? Spreading like malaria, but much scarier. Malaria is kind of scary. It's like, man, malaria is a lot scarier than a gun. Uh, to be fair, because a gun's quick. Malaria is going to be this weird, painful experience. Uh, yes. Without a d- and plus it comes from mosquitoes. Listen, I was in Pakistan and we went to like this bookstore, and there was just it was dark, so the lights were on and the mosquitoes were everywhere. We couldn't do it. We couldn't go in there, man. Everything it just it's like malaria because we're talking about fucking Pakistan <laughs> where it's actually like I had to take malaria pills and I wasn't a hundred on taking them like I was supposed to. <laughs> like all the other shit was you shoot up before you go in vaccinations and crap. And if you're if you're one of those anti-vaxxer guys, I encourage you to go to another fucking country like that without shots. <laughs> go ahead and eat the food too. <laughs> Tell me all about how science is bullshit then when you can't get off the toilet for two days. Um, facts i don't know if, if a vaccine helps you all that much with the diarrhea no but, I'll but just there say. was part of that stuff that they gave so here's the thing uh it there is some shit that they give you to eat like beforehand you're supposed to take it like a week or so and mm-hmm. while you're there the first while and it's almost like a daily pill and i did take that shit i was bad with the malaria one but i was really good with the food one and uh the difference was my dude he was pakistani he's like i'm fucking brown I don't need that shit. I'm like, okay. And then he got so sick <laughs> on like the first day that we got there that he wouldn't let us eat any. Keep him. I don't speak Urdu. So it was not like I had any fucking control in the shit that went down in my life over there. It was kind right. of a weird experience. I went with work, by the way. I got fucking. I got like a lot of money just to be there. Like it was quite. I replaced my wardrobe. It was awesome. But like. Anyway, so he got real fucking sick, and I got a little bit the shits one time. Like, by comparison, he got sick. In case you wanted to know. I got the shits one time. So, like, yeah, their shit, that slew of cocktail of medicines they hooked a brother up with that my company paid for, absolutely worth fucking doing. <laughs> Otherwise, good fucking luck. You might get malaria or some shit. Well, actually, no, because you know why? Bill Gates fucking saved us from malaria. The guy that everyone hates for anti-vaxxers saved us from fucking malaria. Yep. <laughs> Anyhow, it's fine. Then Farrell Munch is horny and he wants to fuck, sh- you know, uh, that's fine. I don't know. I didn't get a whole lot out of that. Um, I like the end part when they're like both together on that third verse. Rush you like Russell, make you flip like Nipsey Wilson. Because apparently, uh, Ru- what's his name? Fucking... Uh, Russell Simmons was also known as Rush for Rush Management, get it? Mm-hmm. And then, because there's a Nipsey Wilson and a Flip Wilson, so they flipped like Nipsey. Mm. I'm like, damn, you had to have Google or knew what the fuck they were talking about <laughs> on that one. All right, it sounds all right. Um, it totally is less on my like top end of it, so I'm giving it a 4.35. Um, don't have a lot more else to say, but let's talk about Stray Bullet. When Eminem goes, I think it's time for them to hate me again. He fucking is jacking that Farrell Monch flow on this track. I swear, I fucking played them back to back. I heard the Farrell Monch do it the first time, and I'm like, Eminem did that. Like, it just, bing, bing. 
<laughs> I clicked it because I knew it. And I knew it was from Relapse. And I, I, at first I thought it was a different track on it. Mm. It's Medicine Ball or whatever. Uh, it's like, I'm coming for you, little girl. Once inside, I shatter your world. Uh, uh, time for oh, them right. to hate me again. So let's be more at the then the Then it veers off, but I'm like, no shit. Eminem bit Farrah Munch. That's facts. I don't see how it's not. That's a hook, right? That's not like, and you could call it a nod. Nah. The way Eminem did that, it sounds like he forgot that he heard the song, came up with it, and pulled it out. I'd call that an accidental bite. Because there was no credit. There was no credit given then. There was no like, I mean, watch, there's going to be some interviews. Somebody, and Eminem said, Pheromone shited this. (laughs) Fine, if that happened, fine. But he was fucking whatever. I just, I know that I heard that. And I'm like, that is the closest thing to hearing Eminem bite a motherfucker I've ever heard in my life. I thought that was incredible because it just, it was so glaring. It's such a hook though. I'm coming for you. Like it's such a hook the way he does it. Anyway. Yep. This came up before I gave you power. So that's fresh too, right? Yep. Like let's just give it its props. There's a bullet song. Follows the story of a bullet. Well, Farrell Munch's verse follows the story of a bullet. I'm pretty Not, sp- Well, the Nas song, I gave you power, is more about a gun. Okay, and this is more about a bullet. So I'll just say that there is a, a difference. A little difference. Sounds like Nas may have heard some organized confusion and just got saying. inspired. Also from his hometown. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, but this is pretty clever. Like, let the trigger finger put the pressure to the mechanism, which gives response for the automatic bang. So he's going, and he's fucking pulling the trigger. Uh, clip to release projectiles in single file force for me to ignite and then travel through the barrel headed for the light. Then, okay, I mean, he goes into some serious levels of like extending this detail. It's mm-hmm. fine. But, um, it's also really poetic, right? Because it's not obvious, but it's pretty obvious. Like, it, yeah. it does take a couple seconds for you to click what's happening in this track. You know, and then he's like, in this like meta way, picture a crime scene, a slaughter, whatever. The results, are st- and you know, the results are straight bullet. Like, you just, you know, this is what's gonna happen here. People who knew hit the ground and stay down, except for the kids who play on the playground. And then you're like, oh. <gasps> What? Classic. Because for some little girl, she'll never see more than six years of life. Trifling when she fell from the seesaw. But, um, wait, my course isn't over. Eye roll. It was a little eye roll for me. I was like, come on, Faramanch. I get what you're doing. but I get, And it's true, right? It is mm-hmm. entirely possible that the bullet tears through the little girl and keeps going. Because he's really trying to double down on it. Yep. But then his course isn't over. He ricochets off a red Range Rover. And then pass some guy's ass. He doesn't get shot, but it's uh, basically all over Margaret's face. Yep. Just smashing it. So there's one bullet, tears through a little girl, bounces off a car, nearly clips a guy in the ass, and hits Margaret in the face. I'm fair enough. I love it. I love what they're doing with this track. It's yep. really powerful, and it really hits hard. It's a little melodramatic, but I think that's why it works. Because if they were less silly... I don't think it would really have the point I was trying to make. I mean, you could make this gritty and dark, but then it's just horrorcore. So by adding this level of yeah. the preposterousness to it, but then you, when you think about it, you're like, actually, actually, uh, 
oh actually i could actually mm -hmm. do that you know um uh it's pretty powerful and then he kind of goes and you know dash and buck and greet by fucking family they follow behind me in an orderly fashion so now it's the rest of the bullets coming through as they're blasting around fashion through flesh and wild crashing through the doors of project how i said deflect off the tiles i'm coming for you little and then it's like damn that's like the bullet saying out like a horror villain coming to fucking clip them yep it was very it was very hard to listen to that you know once inside i shatter your world Whew. he's right that is what happens when a bullet penetrates a little girl and she dies shatters the world swirl no well, more whether dreams. or not if she died it would still shatter That's her world fair. no more dreams no more hopes when i spray you better pray to the pope or the vatican before i go rat-a-tat-tat again and I like how he does that because he's playing on that gangster rap nomenclature, trying to like, yo, this is literally what you're advocating, dog. That's what he's saying here. This is one of the best, this is what you're advocating, dog, tracks that I ever fucking heard. Yeah. I'm mad again. Brother, somebody's mother will be sad again. But whose blue skies will turn gray from the attack of the Mac 11? I'm a stray bullet. And what's crazy, I don't remember who it was. Someone was looking at the recent, like, fucking murder stats in places like Chicago and so often the people who die are the stray bullet cats it's like motherfuckers have no aim now i'm not gonna say it's particularly easy in drive-bys and shit like that to hit your target but it just seems like at a stats level right just data analysis this isn't me trying to understand the moments and nuances of pulling a trigger in a moving vehicle or whatever circumstance you unload on it is saying that metrically motherfuckers have no aim toronto has embarrassingly low stats they have shot so many people with low fatalities and like and i'm i know it's preposterous to break it down but it's almost embarrassingly bad how bad the people who wield guns are if the goal is to motherfucking kill people yep otherwise what are you doing you're just a terrorist you're just shooting into a fucking crowd you're no better than any other fucking terrorist in my opinion if you're just shooting wildly like look be coordinated get good or don't do it again don't really live in the hood don't understand it but i'm not talking about no self-defense shit this is a motherfucker he's describing he pulls out a mac 11 and sprays it across a park trying to intimidate a motherfucker over there that dude's a terrorist yeah that dude's not a fucking anything cool look you do some shit with a sniper rifle assassinations you do the shit like where you cap a dude or you pull him off to the side and you clip the dude fair enough you hit a four-year-old girl you fucked up don't even care how you want to spin that yep um anyway great balls of fire i'm traveling at higher speeds to proceed to penetrate flesh this is prince poe kind of going through i like the chorus too nobody's seen shit nobody heard it because that's what happens after right nobody's seen shit nobody heard it yeah anyway it keeps it throwing after splitting the chest of a queen's fiend age of pages shredded to pieces from the glock nine and its hollow tips and he kind of runs it through and now it's uh up to the master boom as just jumping ahead a bit as a crash opened the doors thank me for spraying the operating room the body will consume me doc had to remove me so here it's like the bullets and lodged in and they move on through and now the doctor takes him out you know so peep the cops in the ghetto busting shots for props and when i hit shit bang 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 soon he forgets me not cops tried to explain to his pops what i've done so it's almost like now the cops using the same bullets to clip these people mm -hmm. these people i shouldn't frame it like that these people meaning the ones that are attacked by policemen 
that's my definition uh i'll flip up the hollow tipper and i'm not the one and as human i'm the surprising one prince poe i flow the ripper and i'm like why do you break the fourth wall like that on me prince poe you didn't <laughs> need to do that you ruined the nuance and art of this track a little bit either way you never ever know i'm coming so he's a bullet okay fine metamorphosizing rising He's going in on this. He really is a bullet. Yep. Condensed into a bullet. Pull it. Now I'm making moves with no sympathizing. Uh, take a hit. Sprint. Bang. I'm like, he really did it. And then anyway, he just kind of, in my opinion, derails the song a little bit. But it's still great to listen to. It's still, I, he does bring it back. Pop, pop, pop. You know, now they're in the club and more bullets come out and it keeps rolling it. I just didn't think he needed to break the fourth wall like that. I still get this a five on five. I think it's a ridiculously interesting song for me to listen to. I think it's imaginative. And I genuinely think there wouldn't be a Nas I Gave You Power if this track didn't exist. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really cool. It's um, it, The beat is really great uh, right, you know, right away. Um, it's like kind of like ominous, like a little bit, like how it kind of comes in and kind of how it feels. Um, Feral Munch, uh, again awesome um as usual you know exactly what you said um you know a six-year-old you know dying because of this and then hitting margaret and um you know i think that there's like one guy who kind of like feels like all like big and tough and um but it's like the 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 bullets right and then they're you know shooting bullets can like ricochet and like hit unintended people um such as it is in child and I wanted to mention, because like it's literally exactly what I'm reading about right now, uh, this is uh, Another Day in the Death of America, a chronicle of 10 short lives. So this is about 10 kids and teenagers who died in 24 hours, uh, just randomly, just across the United States and their story and what happened. And so... Um, like that it's just like ridiculous like that guns can do that to children and, and you know it just happens every single day and this is unfortunately another example of that and it, it sucks and you know again exactly like there wouldn't be or maybe there wouldn't be um i gave you power by nas uh you know like which is the you know it's very similar you know the perspective of the gun and kind of how the way that it's told um, is interesting because it de it definitely kind of feels similar to this. So, um, so yeah, it's just really interesting, and, and I think it also kills uh, a twenty-year-old mother. Is the one that uh, in Prince Poe's um, verse who ends up ends up killing because there's shots fired, um, you know, in the club, and again, um, kind of like talks about like how you know you you can be mad you can be pissed off you can be angry for whatever reason and you know you're going to shoot someone and you know fine if that's what you have to do whatever um but like you don't think about the consequences of that you know of you missing of you shooting more than once and you know it hitting the car and like hitting a kid that's on the walking on the sidewalk or whatever you know like it's just kind of those things it's like you're all big and tough until you do shit like that and then you're it's like it's like why why did you need to do that you know it's just like whatever so um uh, anyways it's a great track. Uh, they're both great on this. Uh, I love Feral Monch. He does, you know, I love his the way he does it. I, I just, I love him. Every song is great. Um, I give this a 4.75 on 5. Yeah, I thought I gave it the 5. We already was there. Yeah. We changed the order. Look, I'm just trying to maintain. I hear you. 
this is like again this dreary depressing the monotony of life i hate my job bullshit rolled into the sound of this song while the words are like we got this shit we gonna make it we gonna maintain and i'm like it's so interesting the way they add these juxtapositions of emotional states and on that front i think they're true masters at that it's mm-hmm. really really fucking well done yeah um what do you think of his last track on this album um it's good i mean they're definitely not like sugarcoating anything they're you know they're saying what what they're really feeling and what life is really like for them and things that they've experienced um throughout the whole album they're they're doing that and you know that's it's relating to the, the album title and the cover and everything. It all kind of ties together. It is a stressful life. And these are examples of some of the things that cause that stress. And so it's, you know, just kind of talking about, you know, life is full of ups and downs. And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to come at you. And you have to try your best to, to maintain or to improve. Um, but I think that they are, you know, they're kind of, experiencing the fact that it's hard to to improve just because of all like the the stresses and all of the discriminations that they face and everything else um i liked uh prince poe's lines uh that's why i should be rapping and packing pistols on the bully but blanks me uh be me be stressing me and i ain't paid in fully i like that little ain't paid you know paid in full um i assume that that was uh, eric b and rakim uh nod um in that sense um and then we have like feral munch and he's kind of saying like um you know he's he's in tears and he feels um a lot of pressure and he has to make sure that he doesn't make any stupid decisions in his life and he has to maintain and he he feels you know like he's always being watched and you know everything he does is you know criticized by you know society and you know everyone assumes the worst of him because he is a black man um you know simply for that on top of everything else um i liked some of his lyrics uh but I need a little bit of nourishment first. I stop at the store to quench my thirst. Why are they watching me buy my juice? Why must the clock? Uh, why must they clock me buy my juice? Um, just give me my change and please put it in my into my hand, man. Would you listen to me if I didn't have a tan? Um, all you have to do is show some decency, but you want to bring out the beast in me. Papa always told me, be all you can be and maintain, gotta maintain. So he's just trying to be the best that he can be. But in the meantime, you know, you get angry and you get like, you know, offended that, you know, somebody thinks that you're trying to steal and you're just like, yo, I'm just trying to live. Okay, like, and that's it, you know? Like the guy that was at the depth next to our old, my old crib, mm-hmm. he's a crazy racist Chinese guy. When I know he's racist, I know it. Cause like black people would leave the store and he would turn to me and make comments where I'm like, <sighs> I mean, basically if you're white, you could have a tab. If you're black, your tab was a lot smaller. Uh, all that kind of shit. I'm saying the guy was very lovely to me, but he really didn't trust or like black people. Like he just assumed any black person was gonna rob him. We're talking about a store in the hood and it is entirely possible that in his experiences, most of the people who robbed him 
just because of the demographic statistical majority of that neighborhood were probably not white because all the white kids were gentrifiers like me with salaries and shit, right? So you have this economic blend in an area that's being gentrified and it creates this like, this old school Chinese guy who was literally at Tiananmen Square like biking away before the massacre started. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm not justifying his racism. Dude's fucking racist is what it is. Um, but like, Knowing that guy and hearing him say this is just like 2020 uh, Canada. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just the whole juice thing. I've not, like, it's just so. A lot like of people go fancy and... with it. And this is one of those times where Frau Monch went with the absolute simplest shit ever. Like, I want some nourishment. Why yeah. are they watching me buy my juice? Why must they clock me buy my juice? I'm just buying juice. Like, like you know, he's not doing anything bad. He's just being a normal I'm human trying being. Trying to give you my money <laughs> to buy juice, <laughs> like. I, and so, like that's you know part just, of it, like just the stress of that, you know, being like on his, on you know, all black men, all black women, all everybody, you know, uh, not everybody, but people of color, um, you know, having to have, having to have like that kind of discrimination and uh you know questioning and suspicion like that whole thing is just like why why is that ingrained in in people so it's just like ridiculous and also the fact that he talks about um you know his father because uh, his father had just passed away right before this had happened so um you know he's you know following his father's advice and he's trying to just you know be the best that he can be um and you know that's you know pr- probably why this album is so great is be- probably because he was inspired because of that um unfortunately um but yeah it's i don't know it's really nice it has a really nice beat it's um a little sad to end the album on and on my opinion you know because that's where it ends um with like the father line and everything um but it's their honest reality and i can't hate them for that so i give this song a 4.25 on 5 I thought it was like I said, I thought it was just brilliant. Like artistically, it is a mm-hmm. brilliant choice because the message is shit's fucked up, which is kind of what's been presented throughout this album. But in the true spirit of what they bring to the table, but we're warriors and we can handle this shit. And I mean, that would be the way to put maintain put this down and like i don't know i just fuck from the beginning i'm sitting at the edge of my bed and i'm fed up with negative thoughts running straight through my head you know like it's just who the fuck doesn't feel like that i think it's everyone feels like that uh i mean maybe i'm just not the best person i'm not the happiest person in life i am one of those stressed out motherfuckers if you catch my drift but i like how he's like trying to get his life through you know drop the fat lp in 91 of october now that i'm older my mom pops is gone you know it's like okay it's like i wanted to get my dad some shit he's gone the album's out now it's like okay i can just i kind of have to go do my shit and he's like floating through the world with all like the dark shit that's going on and it's it's whatever but he can take pride and confidence in what he's done what he's accomplished with their building and i can relate to that I mean, I don't really think behind that suit is a bragging, flossing point in the sense of I'm a famous YouTuber. Did it unlock a whole fuck ton of doors in my city's music scene for me? Uh Uh-huh, it really fucking did. It has effectively changed my life. 
So success is interesting. Everything can go bad. But the fact that you can build something, that you can almost take this pride in yourself that through the world of it all, you can channel your energies into something, I think is a powerful lesson to take from it. And all y'all watching this, if you ain't got some creative side hustle, that's not a side hustle, a creative side hustle where you build something, I highly recommend doing some shit like knitting or whatever. Why knitting? Because you can do that shit when you're watching TV anyway. But otherwise, like, you know, find some whatever. So then let's make something. You know, find a way to maintain better. I don't think I, I don't think I would maintain quite as well if we didn't have these outlets. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then uh, I like just when Farrowman starts with that. And now it's been said, a grown man ain't supposed to cry. So why yep. are there tears in my eyes? And that's a cool line. Just from, let's say this is the opposite of all the criticisms of the immaturities and goofiness I presented on Farrowman. This is one of the most profoundly mature. And why the fuck don't we talk about it? Things yep. ever. To, and also like how depressing and sad life was, you know, and you know, sorry. often can still be. This is a thing for men to this day right yep. you're not allowed to cry if you're boys will be boys no but you're not allowed to feel real emotions and shit you're just supposed to bury it all down like there's that meme that floated around it's like it's kind of sad that dudes don't know how to hug and that human contact so sexualized so they're just like living devoid of human contact and i'm like that is sad that's some fucked up shit that most of my human contact sexualized because I'm a dude and we don't fucking touch. I mean, maybe you're part of the groups of dudes that have like the two penises in the mouth kind of level of close. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, man. You see it a lot. There's porns and stuff, and I'm like, that's the what thing. What do you mean you see it a lot? I feel like you have to kind of be seeking it out. But I feel like it happens. Well, I don't see it a lot. It's not that but... I like go out of my way to see it a lot, but the threesome thing. I mean, mm, dudes is okay. like, yeah, yeah, man, we used to like run a train. I'm like, that's a little closer than I've ever been that comfortable. Because when I picture running a train, I don't know how you do it where you guys aren't touching each other in ways that are more, even then, sexualized. It's not platonic anymore. You know, it's not just like you can sit there and have two guys snuggle up. I don't really want to snuggle up with men. Why? Because I come from that era. But I'm also at that point where, like, my grandmother died and I didn't really cry. I'm, like, that fucking stoic with it now. And I'm, like, hmm. Because you are trained at work in corporate America. Whereas I cry all the time. I cry, I see a puppy, and I'm, like, they're so cute. Show her a baby aardvark video. She will literally start fucking, or (laughs) anteaters. A baby anteater, and she'll start bawling her eyes out. It's fucking amazing. I'm not allowed to do it because she gets mad because it works every time. Um, But, like... I thought about that lyric a lot because, yo, I mean, I don't, I'm not, we're not allowed to cry or feel shit. You know, you're not allowed to have that kind of a bad day, especially if you're an underground motherfucker, especially if you're working every day of your life and you're trying to put shit together, especially if people look up to you. It's not allowed. So then why are there tears inside my eyes? And that's the thing is you all still, we all still do it when nobody's looking we're all having our moments i read this book about this dude that was living a life that ended up resulting in his murder and one of the key points is how he hid his emotions except for the small windows where people would see the true realm of the tears in his eyes and shit i thought it was powerful and there you know it's fair he kind of gets his clarity runs through and does the whole juice thing and then it just kind of fades out and you're like wow this is a very powerful way to end the album yeah over a very solemn beat that really just fits everything pretty flawlessly so i'm giving this another 4.5 on 5 and i thought it was just a good closer yeah 
Um, anyway, now that we've talked about a lot of somber shit, uh, I gave the album a 4.5 even. I wasn't sure if metrically it would be a classic, but regardless of what my grade said, and it is, anything in my world that's 4.5 and up straight classic. Yeah. Uh, no, no dispute. This album, I think, will be interesting. Okay, it'll be dated as fuck, man, because it's not about beepers and shit, but it'll be interesting as a sonic experience. Like, like uh, maybe it's because I was Googling organized confusion, but lately I've been seeing memes everywhere and comments about how Far Launch is real, underrated. Prince Poe does his thing, too. Yep. But I really... I think the people that love them just love them so much, and, like, they want them to be listened to. And but it's like... Why not? When you sit there and listen to the people today talk about the vapid nature of hip-hop music, you're just like, yo, why don't you go throw on organized confusion, stress, the extinction agenda, and tell me that it's vapid, please. Because like, you, you can try to tell me that a lot of these other more people's whatever, but this is a great example of clear to white people and not vapid. Because I think that's universally yeah, clear. Like, you don't... Nec- maybe you do. Maybe I'm so far in the hip-hop lens that I'm, I'm seeing things that the average person who isn't so deep in the hip-hop wouldn't see anymore. I take back my objectivity in that last <laughs> statement. Anyway, I thought it was just such a great diverse array of sounds. The artistic talent of their vocal delivery outweighs the value of any rhymes or whatever. Just the way they deliver stuff is so good that it can't be said enough um it's truly interesting and you can see how a lot of people definitely drew from what they brought to the table so early on considering what we've heard of was so early on i don't think there was a whole lot that was quite so theatrical with it there might have been yeah but quite so theatrical and concept albumy and juxtaposition of soundy and all those things because like there's a lot of dudes later on that would do a lot of what they did but I don't know how many did it before them. Of course there were. I'm not going to ever say anybody's the first at anything because then some dude's going to pull it out and say, no, that's what's up. But (laughs) I definitely think they really helped move the concept album along. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I gave this uh, a 4.37 on 5, so an 87%. I mean, I think it's a classic. There's definitely some great songs on here. I I am happy to listen to this again. Like uh, if you know if it comes on, I don't know if I'll necessarily pick some songs to maybe like keep in my like back pocket. But um, it's not on Spotify. There's a low chance I'm gonna hear it anytime in the next while. Yeah. So like that's kind of the, the issue too. But um, yeah, I mean, Feral Munch is fantastic. Uh, because it's not on uh, Spotify. Go take the time to go listen to this. Go look it up on YouTube. Um, the whole album is there. And um, enjoy. Just it's enjoy. It's below, and... by the way. I linked the whole album. I always link to the album in the description. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. It's great. Cool. I love Feral Munch. Let's get into that sweaty <laughs> point. Um, I don't yeah. know if it's showing through my clothes yet. But uh, uh, thank you all for watching. We appreciate you all a lot, for real definitely looking forward to seeing your comments we'll kind of have a little chit chat i uh i do know that there was court cases that created samples and when they did the whole redistributing of digital releases all those cleared samples that were allowed for one thing weren't necessarily re-cleared for digital due to contract stipulations and shit so yes there was a whole second round of getting shit cleared that had to go down because the original contracts didn't actually include 
digital. Hmm. It's so fucking crazy how nuanced the specific language came. Cause keep in mind, the uh, music industry is losing fuck ton of money off of that shit. Uh, that shit being the end of CDs and Napsters. I digress. Uh, like the video if you did. Subscribe to the channel for more reviews. We got a live interview happening maybe yesterday or tomorrow, depending on uh, when this video ends up going out. So thank y'all again. Special thanks to the patrons. This is Milga Dempsey, Chris Powell, Jonathan Barnes. Uh, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribbler does support what we do. Really, uh, the, uh, DJ Black Hurricane used his patron powers <laughs> to request this. I make music myself. It's fucking hot. Live long and prosper, everybody. Peace, guys.